Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. Thank you. Huge shout out to everyone who's been subscribing, sharing uh, the episodes. The, the, our tribe is really growing. The numbers are growing. We're saving more souls. I, I appreciate it. So much love. Love all the comments. Uh, and and people just sharing with me how the, it's it's helped them, it's helped their friends, and uh, it, it's it's the thing that fuels me and keeps me going. I think oftentimes we we think that people who are who are giving and and loving and nurturing, we think that they don't need it in return. And um, I, I sent a, a a message to a buddy about how much uh, I really enjoy his vlogs that he posts on YouTube, my buddy Mal Hall. And even though he only, he has like maybe a couple hundred followers, subscribers, um, he said it's it's those messages that keep him going because he realizes that if he has one person, then he has 10 people. And if he has 10, then he has 100. And, and so... You know, send out if, if, you know, there's that quote that says, if you're not feeling well, make someone else feel well or, you know, take some time to yourself. So send out those love bombs to the people, even if somebody has a million followers or subscribers, it could be your message that, that says, thank you so much for posting this, for sharing this, for writing this, that, uh, that helps them to post the next video or write the next book, um, or create the next song, uh, because celebrities, no matter people in general, no matter what level they get to, uh, we all um, want encouragement. We all need validation. We all need to to know that what we're doing is being appreciated um, uh, every step of the way. So, uh, thank you for appreciating the podcast and for sharing it. And um, and and also, I encourage you to do the same and, and send out, especially, you know, it's the holidays right now. It's uh, coming up on Christmas. And and that's why I'm excited about um, uh, the guest I have on today's episode, which is uh, Kendrick Chavez or Chavez or Chavez. Uh, we'll talk more about that, his last name, in the episode. Uh, but before I talk about what we talked about in the episode, I also want to remind you that even though the holidays are here, um, how important it is for you to stay on your routine. Okay. Uh, you know, we get excited and it's good to be excited about the holidays and seeing people. Some of us uh, maybe not so excited, We're sad, depressed, melancholy, whatever you're going through. Uh, whether you're heightened or, or lowered, stay on your routine, double down on your routine. And if you don't have a routine, figure out the routine that um, is going to keep you stable. Have a morning routine, have a night routine. As many of you know, I'm a big advocate of what I call germs. Journal, exercise, read, meditate, and self-talk. And for those of you who are isolating, right now, avoiding life, that S could stand for socializing, whether that means just hanging out at a coffee shop or a hotel lobby or people watching. So 
have a routine, create a routine if you don't if you don't have one, and so that you're going into 2020 on solid ground. Don't get caught up in all the excuse me, excuse me. Don't get up. Don't get so caught up in all the hype about what people are doing for Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve, uh, because January 1st is coming, and and people who overdid it with the spending and the drinking and the eating, they're going to wake up January 1st uh, feeling all the effects of that. So uh, just take it day by day, moment by moment. Ask yourself what you can do in this moment right now to feel activated, to feel connected, to feel loved, to feel nurtured, uh, to, to get some traction in your life. Um so with that said, today's episode, like I said, we have Kendrick Chavez. I heard this brother talking at Agape, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, how, and, and I want to warn you, the first uh, 10 to 15 minutes of this uh, episode, we go right into um, his, uh, his relative who took his life. And, and we, we delve deep into uh, what the signs were, what the struggles were, what, what could have been done differently. If that's something that you're not in the space to listen to, uh, then skip the first 10, 15 minutes, all right? And, and, and then we, we go into uh, him talking about health and fitness and his book. He's the author of a book called Millennial momentum and even though it's a book just for millennials and, and helping them get momentum and traction in their life uh the the rules and the chapters and the, and the principles can be applied to anyone at any stage in their life and this is this is a powerful episode i was like he, he this young man is uh i think he's like 20 somewhere between 20 25 i should have a better memory than this but um He's, he's already accomplished so much. Uh, you're going to hear about uh, how he was on every, uh, how he was on every losing team in high school. It's a, it's a hilarious story. Uh, stick around for that. Um, and how fitness uh, is his way of finding himself. And he's going to talk about how to light yourself up. Right? Don't we all want to... Sometimes you don't know how to light yourself up. He's gonna he's gonna show you how to light yourself up, and he's also gonna share with us something that I've done intermittently, but not consistently uh, before my workouts with my clients, and, and I'm gonna bring it back. Uh, so listen out for the the thing that he does with his clients before the workout, and he also shares the three objectives that he has every morning when he wakes up, right, um, and how to write. Some of us uh, struggle with journaling, as I say, journaling, but he's going he's gonna to give you a, a mindset that that's going to make journaling easy for you every morning. Um, and we're going to go into how to become a superhero. Who doesn't want to become a superhero? And his answer, I thought, I have to be honest, when I when I saw the chapter labeled "How to Become a Superhero," I was like, "Oh, here we go." 
but then his his answer his it was it's remarkable it's beautiful and uh it, it completely caught me off guard so uh, we go into that and then we talk about how to get out of your own way and it, he talks about how we are all meant i don't even want to get us away but he talks about gifted people and in, in, in schools and, and talents and disabilities and his mindset around that is so beautiful that uh, I, I wish I, I'm going to be tweeting out a lot of stuff that he said and, and honestly credit him for it. But he, he packed in so many brain nuggets that uh, I was like, are, are, have you, are you sure you're only in your 20s? I mean, he has, he has the wisdom of somebody in their 50s. So here we go. Let's get into it. Episode number something, something, something with Kendrick Chavez. Kendrick Chavez. Is it, it's not Chavez, is it Cha? I've been honestly, doing man, Duolingo. It's, it's honestly a debate every day. You know, like, <laughs> like, is it Chavez or is it like Chavez? Yeah. Like that kind of sounds like fancy. What, what are your parents, how do your parents pronounce it? Uh, my parents pronounce it Chavez. Okay. But like recently, like when I was doing the speaking engagement, yeah, it was Chavez, like a like a little French. Uh, and yeah, I was like, that yeah. sounds nice. Right, right. So right. honestly, it's like I haven't really found the right way to say it. it, it just you depends go on, on who by says mood. It. it depends on how you how you feel in that right. Day. Like you if feel I'm a little French. If I'm angry, it's like Chavez. Yeah. Oh wow. Right. 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 You feel a little too like Chavez. Yeah, Your last yeah, yeah, name yeah. is Flowers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, dude. Man, let me tell you, I've people sometimes ask me like, do people have people made fun of my last name? Okay. And I've never had that. Only two people. Okay. In my, and it's like briefly. It's like it's always some girl at customer service who's like, oh, Flowers. <laughs> and she's like, do people make fun of your name? I'm like, no. Nope. She's like, well, I'm going to. And then just says some random crazy thing. And that's oh, God, it. It's dude. been twice. So That's but, not bad. Nah, nah. And, you know, it was cool because I played football. Okay. And so all through high school, everybody knew me as Flowers because that's what the coach called me. He's like, gotcha. Flowers, get over here. So I graduated realizing that most people didn't know my first name. Okay. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, oh, what's your name? Well, I'm like, yeah. Your first name's dope, man. Leo. Leo. For me, it's always been a first name thing. It's always been the battle with Kendrick Lamar, dude. Ever since I was little, it's like, oh, Kendrick? Like Kendrick Lamar? And I'm like, no. But you're like, better. It's, I'm better. I'm a better version. That's my goal, man, to be yeah. more successful than him so that it's automatically they reference me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. That's not a bad affiliation because at least people <laughs> right? then remember your name. And he's a cool guy, dude. Yeah. Oh, you've met him? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I like his music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I have Kendrick Chavez. Chavez. Chavez uh, on a podcast today before you kill yourself. And uh, I'm excited. I heard this brother's talk at Agape, which is, um, I don't even say talk. I heard him speak. Talk, talk, talk just undermines. I heard, I heard this man transform a room of people uh, with his story, with his passion. Uh, and two things uh, drew me into you. One was uh, your passion for fitness and, and, and ending childhood obesity. Um, 
uh, because you know I, I used to, I was two seventy five. I was a big boy playing wow. college football, um, and then uh, and I'm still struggling. You know, I I, I still like some Hagen dyes, some butter pecan. <laughs> sometimes I got to get in there. You know, I don't know how you feel about that, Kendrick, but uh, sometimes you, you gotta you gotta feed the soul. Congratulations, and, man! Uh, thank you, brother. It's amazing. And then the uh, the other thing is you you talk briefly about. Um, suicide pre- uh, prevention. And I looked at my girl and uh, a part of me felt like there was, there was an emotional connection there for you. And you didn't go into it on stage. You know, you kept it very upbeat, very positive. But I was like, I looked at her and we both were like, there's more to that story. And, and, uh, and I don't know what it is. We haven't talked since then. C- can you go into that for us? Absolutely, man. Um, that's that's kind of cool that you noticed that. I sometimes when I'm speaking, I choose the stories that I want to talk about. Um, for me, the biggest motivation for why I feel passionate to talk about the things, the things that I'm um, saying, is because of my cousin. Uh, my cousin passed away at 20 years old to suicide. Um, and for me, that's a very emotional thing. So I didn't want to talk about it and like cry on stage because I felt like it wasn't really the main point of my message, but it's absolutely uh, a story that's changed my life. And, you know, I always think about him whenever I go on stage and, and yeah, man, I'd love to dive into that. So he's 20 years old. Yeah. And you you guys, did you guys grow up together? Yeah, we grew up together, man. Ever since we were like, um, well, the thing is my family grew up together too. My mom had me when she was 16 and my dad was like, uh, I think he was 18. So they were all like raising kids at the same time. So I kind of grew up with my cousins as like my family. Yeah. You know, so for me, uh, me and Patrick were like the closest, you know, we would always do things together. I have a lot of memories. And then, you know, when we moved to Austin, cause we were originally, we originally all were in El Paso, Texas, which is kind of like the border town of, um, yeah, I was just there of Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Cause my whole family is Hispanic. El Paso strong, baby. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we have so much memories from El Paso and then we kind of like migrated a little bit and try to keep that connection, but there's so many memories from like our childhood. What, when you look back, you know, a lot of people say they didn't see the signs. There was no, there was no hint of anything going on. Uh, was that the case with you and Patrick? Or mm, Definitely not, man. There was definitely a lot of signs. It was just hard to reach him. You know, because, like, I lived on the other side. Like, I was in California, and he was in El Paso. Yeah. And he was with this whole family, you know, like, um, his sister and his brother. They're really powerful people, too. Um, Annette, um, she's super passionate about all of this stuff, too. But it was kind of um, it was kind of a slow progression where we just didn't really, like, realize how how to help him, you know? So it kind of all happened. You know what I mean? So when you say can you can you take us like when you say slow progression, like so what were the early and then if you don't mind talking about it, because there are so many listeners who have lost people Mm -hmm. and it it felt so sudden to them and out the blue. And um, and they were like, how could I not see that? And then when they look at it in retrospect, they go, oh, my God, it was clear as day, you know. Uh, so can you walk us through like what some of those signs were that when you go, wow, it was just a buildup, uh, an accumulation? Yeah, man, absolutely. For me, um, I always saw my cousin as a, a stud. 
you know, like whenever we were in school, uh, we went to school together for a couple semesters in middle school. And when he came to the new school, like he, he took all the girls from me. Like he was just like a stud, man. Everyone was like, he, he's a good looking guy. You know, they yeah. thought he was my brother a couple times. So yeah. I always viewed him as a, as an amazing person. I never saw him as like a person that struggled with anything, you know? And I think that's why we had such a cool connection even till his like last couple days. I never instill, I still don't ever see him as a person that like struggled with like mental illness. I saw him as like a, a beautiful person, you know, that made the wrong decision, but nevertheless, I never changed the way I saw him. And I think that's why we still kept a cool connection. But as far as signs, um, isolation was a big one. Um, so like he stopped pursuing women or stopped dating or well, say isolation. What did that look like? Well, I don't really know so much details about his personal journey because I wasn't living with him. Gotcha. But I was living on the other side and I would just hear things, you know, like, for example, like, you know, he tried to he tried to commit suicide. And that was a big deal for all of us. So we all like called him and, you know, tried to talk to him. And, you know, he when we you know found out more details he definitely isolated himself from from everyone mm -hmm. so he was like in his room most of the time um so like dropped out of school um and just everything just cut off all ties with everything and just like isolation was probably like the biggest sign i would yeah. say and then like and then it started going on to like um just mood swings and, and, and actions that were just not really, like, aligned with who he was. So. Like, actions like uh, fighting, alcohol, drugs. Yeah, like, fighting, um, drugs. Um, just, like, a lot of uh, out-of-the-ordinary, like, very noticeable signs. You know what I mean? But it was tricky because when he was going through all that, we kind of, like, like as a family, I have a huge family, we all, like did what we thought was best but ultimately there was only so much we could do because he, he was like hard to reach if that makes sense so what yeah what were those things that you that you tried to do that you you know thought was the best thing to do for me you know like i was always praying for him you know i was always thinking about him um and i, I for me like i held that space to know that he was okay and i always visually like you know, one thing I learned is that you can't, like, worry about someone and also, like, wish them the best, mm. you know. So even though when someone's struggling and someone's going through it, it's easy to feel what they're feeling, you know. So it's kind of, like, associate their pain with yours, but that doesn't really help someone. I believe, like, when you are, like, holding the space that they are going to be well and, like, just believing that their journey is guided and just constantly sending out that energy that they are amazing that they are beautiful like that's that's kind of what what me and my family did when we were like praying for him and just constantly seeing him as a whole person talking to him and not believing the labels not believing the stories that he wasn't okay that he wasn't well and um and yeah man it it was it was crazy because it's it was kind of it was kind of not in our control when the events all came down you know what i mean so so yeah, man, it's uh, it was it kind of all hit us by surprise, mm -hmm. but at the same time too, it's like, yes, there were things that could have been done differently. What would you have done uh, differently? Um, or what do you think the family, not just you personally, because you know it's a, it takes a village and a yeah, absolutely, and man. I personally, I don't have any regrets. I don't have anything that I 
that I can tell myself like I wish I would have done it like mm. I wish I would have done this mm. I, I think that every person is on their own journey and on their own path and when they make decisions that are like life-changing decisions like that it doesn't define who they are it was just a choice that they made mm. in the wrong moment in time you know so like you know I think when people do like I wasn't really prepared to jump right into this deep uh, this I, I, deep I, moment I, I, but I, I love was, it dude I love yeah, it so yeah, like yeah. just bear with me I yeah. think when um when people do make those decisions it's not it's not defining who they are it was just like it was just a decision right. you know so that was a really hard thing to like associate him with the act yeah. and realize that that's not who he is right right you know right. so um as far as things that we could have done differently, I think we all realize that um, the help that he got wasn't the best help that he could get, mm. you know, from like the mental, um, you know, the mental institute that he went to, to the therapist that he got, mm. to the nutrition, to the friends that he was around, to the lack of friends that he had, um, you know, and, and honestly, like there were so many things that could have been done differently, but I think as a family, we choose like to live now, like with him guiding us to every step. So like, even though what happened was tragic, I do know that like, that, that I'm being reminded every day of how I can help someone else that's in his position. You know what I mean? So like, you can't go back in time, but you can change the future with what you do right now. And, and and thank you first of all for sharing that. Yeah, and I know that that was a uh, that was such a like a takeoff into the into the into the episode yeah, and uh, getting immediately into it. Um, but um, you're, you're so right. And and what you're doing now and the lessons that you've learned, uh, I'm sure. Like because we got your book right here. We have both your books, uh, Millennial Momentum, right here. And this is the, I haven't read the book yet. But like I said, when I heard you speak, I was like, I, I if I had known that was you, for some reason I thought this was a <laughs> black dude. I don't know why. I think I think the screen that they had it up on yeah. was uh, it, it needed to change filter. some bulbs or something on there, some filters. But um, but I definitely want to. I definitely am gonna read this. And can you talk to us about what? Because this is it's millennial momentum, self help for teens, right? And and I'm sure this is kind of like. A letter to your your cousin in a way right this is the, so can you talk to us about the book and and and, and how it's and, and why it's what it's about absolutely man so the reason I wrote this book is because on my journey to finding myself um, like I said in my speech before I was very shy very self-conscious I had panic attacks on the regular man like I was constantly second-guessing myself constantly trying to figure out where I fit in I thought I fit fitted in in sports, but I didn't fit in there. I thought I fitted in 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 uh, certain friendships, but I didn't really like shine. And fitness was my way of finding myself. You know, like I started to like rewire my thought patterns by pushing myself and exercising. And it got to the point, you know, where I was just like, this is not who I want to be anymore. I don't want to be a shy kid. Like I want to be someone that is passionate, someone that is confident. But my thoughts were not. Uh, allowing me to do that you know like fitness was my way of like changing how I saw myself so in that process of changing how I saw myself I ended up creating a career out of my gifts and talents and when I wrote this book I wrote it so that other teens that were that are in the process could have like tools so that they can prepare themselves for the greatness and the journey that they're going to go on like there's tools that 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 masters 
learn and, and practice every day. And I've been blessed to, you know, be around amazing teachers and go through crazy life experiences like my cousin passing away that have taught me such meaningful lessons that I believe it's so important to learn, you know, like in the, you don't really learn these things in the education system, you know? So, uh, for me, I just, I just want to share, I want to share that it is possible, you know, to, to, to accomplish everything that you want in your life at a young age, you know, that's why it's called millennial momentum. It's not just called momentum, you know, like <laughs> the truth is that like there's kids that are 16 right now changing the world. And, absolutely. And, Abs- yeah. and, and, you know, I feel like millennials get such a hard rap because yeah, man. they're like, oh, they're lazy, they're stoners, things like that. And, but on the other hand, like millennials are changing the world. They're protesting, they're speaking up for what they believe in. Um, there's so much more, uh, I, I guess, open-minded because they, they're exposed more to, to different people, different cultures, different things. When I was growing up, it was just, you know, men and women, boys and girls. And now there's, there's they, there's, you know, there's transgender, like there's all these different things that millennials, um, uh, have embraced, have accepted, and have pushed forward for. Uh, you look at like even with gun reform and, and that shooting. I forget what school it was and how those students they they didn't just passively um, accept what happened to them. They they marched and they activated and and they encouraged other people to uh, to stand up and, and try to change the gun laws here. So um, I'm glad that you're targeting millennials. What what's what are some of the things? Um, because you said you've had let's what let's look at the chapters in this book millennial how to get high oh all right we got to start there <laughs> who doesn't want to be high i mean yes man i'm sure you're not talking about uh weed and cbd but what what are we'll we see. talking here we'll see man how how do we get high kendrick i believe that being in a high state being happy mm-hmm. um is our normal way of being okay I don't think that you have to go out and find happiness and find these things. I believe that's that's your normal state of being. So that, how do you get aligned with that? And when I wrote How to Get High, I talk about how to use your emotions uh, to hijack how you present yourself. So I talk about um, fitness. I talk about meditation. I talk about nutrition and how those things affect your mood and how you can bring out the best in yourself by using these practices on a daily basis to just like light yourself up man. like get high. <laughs> like you can get high. You can feel high doing jumping jacks that yeah. will like, ver- like if you compare that to sitting on the couch eating chips, like you're just a different person, bro. Absolutely. Like you're a different After person. About 10 jumping jacks. Yeah. Yeah, man. The endorphins and, and all that going. It's a natural high, man. And it is like it is comparable to like a drug high you know yeah, like right. like i have friends that have that are just so conscious that they've gotten comments that are like are you on drugs it's like no man i'm on life dude yeah, like i'm yeah. just like i'm living this way and it's it's beautiful dude so now make sure you have good knees don't be trying to do jumping jacks if you got <laughs> knee braces or you tore mcl out there i don't, I don't want no, people sir, man. suing us because i did 10 jumping jacks and then my knee is jacked up um yeah. Because, you know, uh, uh, Reverend uh, Bernard Beckwith, he does the trampoline. That's his thing. That's sick. Which is, and I think he does that every morning. And I forget what he calls it, but it activates, it gets blood circulating and, and, and all that stuff. So there is something to movement. And, and, you know, we're so sedentary that 
you know, I, I firmly believe that when we stop physically moving, we stop emotionally moving and mentally and spiritually. Like, like everything stops moving. You got to get up. You got to get moving, get the blood circulating. Not to say we don't need rest also, but there's a difference between rest and just like, you know, vegging out. and Absolutely, and man. Yeah. I mean, when you're exercising and you're working out, you're releasing all these tonic chemicals that are so beneficial for you, man. Like the endorphins that you're yeah. getting released are just right. like so powerful that it can make you feel so good yeah and i think most people don't realize that because most of fitness is marketed as to looking good but there's such a powerful thing about feeling good you know what i mean so absolutely fitness and nutrition are honestly like that's that's what i came here to really promote the most because i honestly think that can change everything about you like just by changing a simple thing in your day you can change how you react to certain things man so the the thing that and i I was taking notes while you're on stage and one of the things i wrote down was when you said you know light yourself up yeah you know and i was like wow i really love that idea because uh there's a, a psychologist her name's uh dr esther perel and she talks about relationships and she talked about how so many people um look for someone to turn them on, right? It's like, you know, or if we're not, we go, oh, you don't turn me on. So they they break up, the passion's not there. And she's like, no, what you have to figure out is how to turn yourself on. You have to ask yourself, how, what, what lights you up? What turns you on? And pursue that, you know, because you, you, you realize that you find people in the world and life much more attractive when you light yourself up, when you're activated, when you're present, when you got your own, own it, when you figured out how to, you know, um, um, uh, you know, get your juices going. Absolutely, basically. Man. And it's not external. It, it starts internally first, you know. Yes. Right? That's why you meet those people and you go, man, it's just something about them. You know, they just make you, like, you know, when I, when I saw you on stage, I was like, man, it's something about that guy. He's, just, <laughs> he's already there, you know. Absolutely, um, bro. The, the, um, you talked about meditation. How do you, do you meditate every day? Yes, sir, man. Yeah, because, you know, we talk so much in, in our culture about being happy. There's also something said about being still and being calm and present. How do you, how do you meditate, Kendrick? Well, for me, man, I try to make time in the day to meditate. I think that's the first thing. Realizing that if you don't have like 10 minutes for yourself, that you don't really have a life. Mm. You know, like for, I used, you know, one of my biggest things is I'm a, a fitness trainer and a fitness influencer. So I have a lot of experience training kids and training adults. And before I even did any of my training with them, I told them one minute meditation. One minute meditation, you know, if you don't have one minute right now to, to set your mind correctly, then then we're not even going to get started. Because the truth is, if you're not seeing things with the right mindset, then you won't be available to all the good things that are happening. So, right. like, for me, how I meditate, I just try to, you know, make time in the day to just sit down and just let my thoughts run and try to become aware of all the thought patterns that I'm thinking, you know, and just becoming aware. Like, I think it's too complicated sometimes when people like explain meditation because the truth is there's so many ways to meditate. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it's all about just like being still and just letting your thoughts run. Like, I think that's one, one way to, to meditate is just examine all the thoughts and not associate yourself with them, but just see, see what you're thinking on a regular basis and, and ask yourself, does this thought align with who I am? And if right. it's not, then you just breathe it out. 
Absolutely. You know, I I, I compare it to, uh, you know, it, like, you know, like when a store closes at night, that's when, like, the night shift comes in and they take stock. You know, they, they come in, they're like, what do we have? What do we need more of? What did we lose? And they restock the shelves and blah, blah, blah. And to me, meditation is like taking stock of your thoughts and your ideas and of yourself. You know, you, you can't you can't open a store the next day without knowing what's on the shelves out there. We might run out. You might run out of compassion. You might run out of, of presence. You might run out of love. You, maybe sometimes you got to restock those things because you, you, you know, especially if you're parents, you know, or, or you have a job where as, as a personal trainer, you're in the, the, the service field where you're giving so much of yourself and so much of your energy and time and mental space mm-hmm. that you have to restock those things and, and meditation uh, does that for me. Um, I love that you do a one-minute meditation before the workout. Uh, I, I usually sometimes have my clients do it at the end of the workout, but before is a great way to, to lock them in because they come in with their stuff, right? Yeah, man. And they want to talk about it. But when you have them center themselves, boom, now they, they go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for me right now. Nothing else matters. It locks them in. What is your, you you work out, what kind of workouts are you doing right now? What's your thing? You in the kettlebells? You doing CrossFit? You Dude, hiking? What you doing? I'm everything. doing everything, everything, bro. Everything. 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 Whatever motivates me, that's yeah. what I'm about, you know. Gotcha. I have this morning routine where I try to knock out three objectives. The first thing is to work out, mm-hmm. you know, so I try to. Most of the time I work out just like in my like in my own house area, like in my garage. If I, if I can't make it to the gym, I'll just like – luckily for me, I have so much equipment, right, because I'm training people on the regular. And I've had trained people, so I've stocked all this equipment. So I just get really creative with my exercises for what motivates me. Um, the next thing is I usually have a really like powerful green drink or just like a, something hydrating to keep me like inspired and then meditation. So those are the three objectives I try to hit every single day before I start my day. And that not only does that benefit me in like so many different ways, but I also just like, I feel like I accomplished something moving forward. And I've, I've been trying to make that up as a habit, which is, I think that's the game changer when, when what you're doing becomes a habit. Cause then it, it's, it, it's beyond just intention. It's like, man, this is how I'm living. Right. You're not even thinking about it. You just get up, boom, boom, boom. It's yes, like man. brushing your teeth and flossing. Absolutely. Dude. Work out, meditate, green juice, Yo, what's in your green juice, man? Because I, I put all the things in my green juice. What you what you putting in there, Kendrick? Got some kale, some spinach, celery sometimes. Oh, you got to – hey, yo, celery's making a comeback. It is, man. Yo, it's like cauliflower, celery. <laughs> all right. So you got kale, spinach, celery. Whatever's in my fridge most of the time, man. I okay. try to mix it up. Like, okay. um, Have some fun with it. Yeah, man. Right. Go crazy, you know. Two bananas sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and what's important about what you said about your workout and also your smoothie is that so many people are looking for, like, this this formula. Right. Right? And at the end of the day, don't forget to have fun. Look, workout, yeah, but have a fun workout. Absolutely. Have a smoothie. Eat well, but, but eat, you know, eat fun foods, you know. or Absolutely. or. or it doesn't have to be, I don't know, well, I don't know what a fun food is, <laughs> but eat things that, you know, get you excited. Like, that's why I like to go to the farmer's market, because there's always some fruit or vegetable that I've never seen or heard of uh, that I'm like, I don't know what it is, 
but uh, let me throw it in a smoothie and, and see what happens. Absolutely, you know? man. So to, to experiment like that and, and not feel, not get wrapped up in um, the dogma of like these magazines are like, these are the 10 foods you should eat and these are the three exercises you should, like it's good to incorporate that stuff. Right. But to to stick to it to the point where you're not uh, experimenting and, and, and seeing what's going on. That uh, that that's not fun. You, you don't want to live your entire life like that. Yeah, man. It's all about what motivates you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like you are your own teacher. Like yeah. you are your own expert. Like nobody knows your body better than you. Right. You know. And when you realize that, you start to like ask yourself, all right, like what do I feel excited to do? You know, like what do I actually have fun to do? Because there's all these you know, advice that's thrown out there from people that are sometimes, you know, taking steroids, you know, or like have totally different lifestyles than you that you can't really compare yourself. You know, you really do have to like realize that you are your own expert and start like experimenting and getting excited about things. You know, like the truth is there's so many, like there's so many ways to work out, you know, and there's so many like ways to eat healthy that it's honestly like, it's honestly, I don't want to say easy, but there's like there's so many options. There's so many ways to move your body. Yes, there, man. You know what I found is I love to work out uh, in the morning. Um, first thing, I like to get out of bed. I have my, my whole movement routine and things like that, and and do a little something in the afternoon. But at at night, I like to I put my headphones on. I like to dance, man. Like. There's just so many different ways to move your body. We always think about dancing, like you got to go out to the club to dance. But I don't like to dance all night. Right. Just, I just need one or two songs, and then I'm done. Like I've, I've literally, Kendrick, have gone to clubs, danced for two songs, and then left. After I, And I paid the $20 <laughs> to get in. I just go in. I just, I just, I just want to feel two songs, okay. and I'm done. You know? Um, shut the club down. Yeah, shut, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm shutting the club down. Days is <laughs> is is. I'm 43. How old are you? 23? I'm 22. 22. When's your birthday? It's uh, December 27th. So what? Yeah, man, it's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what does that make you a Capricorn? Capricorn, man. Yeah, my on. mom's a Capricorn. Right on. When's your birthday? March 18th. Okay. Yeah, Pisces. Okay. Yeah. Snake, right? Uh, said snake. Is that what it is? What is uh, it? Dragon. 1976. Sorry, dude. I really suck. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, is it? A, are you? So, a so we know it's not in the book. <laughs> Astrology. Yeah, man. I need to do some research on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Pisces is uh, oh the fish. The fish. Is okay, the, is the fish. Okay. Uh, cool. But but in um but snakes are um. That's uh, east. What what are we? Western. That's Eastern uh, uh, astrology. They have like okay. snakes, rats. Uh, so I'm a dragon Pisces, and if you put the dragon Pisces together, that it gives you your primal astrology. Oh. Which I'm a firefly. So I'm a Pisces dragon firefly. That, that's a whole other discussion, Damn. people. We won't have time to get into all them shenanigans. <laughs> but uh, the only thing I know is that I'm <laughs> I'm a rat in the Chinese okay. year. Yeah. Which after I heard that, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 like, that, that, I'm that, not that, a rat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like but, but a mighty mouse something. or something. What's crazy is I was just doing some. Uh, I was looking up rats for because I, I was watching some documentaries and you know of course. Um, on, uh, I think it was called, you see The Game Changers on Netflix? Absolutely, man. Okay, so. Dope show. Um, you're not vegan, are you? I am. You are vegan. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, so we'll go into that for a second. But 
you know, anytime with these, uh, especially the food documentaries, um, there's always some part where they're showing experiments on rats and right. like how this such and such affects blah blah blah. But um, when I looked up rats, I was like, man, what's what's up with rats? Like I, I was like, I don't know anything about rats because okay. I grew up with like they're so disgusting. Right. But um, but they have a lot of great qualities. One, uh, rats are very smart. They're like they actually test smarter than humans on um, emotional intelligence. Wow. So say like there's uh, food at the end of the tunnel. Okay. But then like one of the rats are in distress, they will forego the food to save the rat that's in distress. Like they're very like bonded and communal and you know. Wow. So like they're not just like running around chasing cheese. They're like there's actually like a. Uh, uh, connection, and they like to, and they like their their to have their stomachs uh, rubbed. Really? Yeah, like they laugh. They've actually found that rats can laugh. So what? Uh, yeah, like I'm telling you, man, when you look up rats <laughs> and like the qualities of rats, you're gonna be so proud to be a rat. I'm telling you. Thanks, dude. dude. You're gonna be walking around like I'm a fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn, man. Um, hashtag goals. I'm right back here in Millennial Momentum. I'm, I'm just looking at the chapter uh, titles. What are hashtag goals? Hashtag goals is about setting intentions. Okay. When I wrote this book, there were so many things that I wanted to get across that were so boring. You know, like believe in yourself. Yeah, everyone's heard that. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, set a goal. It's like, yeah. So how many people have told you that? You know yeah. what I mean? How many times have you learned that? So for me, I like to put my own spin on things that makes it like – um, more, more like, that's what I'm looking for. Entertaining. Okay. You know what right. I mean? Like one of my chapters is your mom's not always right. Right. You know what I mean? And what am I talking about? I'm talking about self-perception. So for hashtag goals, I'm talking about yes, setting goals, but how can you set them in a way that's authentic to yourself? So I break it down for you in a very like simple, stupid way so that you can realize like, Yes, you're setting goals to accomplish them, but also to bring out the best in yourself. Mm. And I talk about like my my journey of how I set goals. So for me, I you know I talked about how I was trying to fit in in like sports and stuff. When I first was getting into fitness and stuff, I joined. Uh, I think football was the first thing I joined. Um, first season going in, felt really confident, man. Five a.m. practices, we lost every single game, dude. Like. Every single game. Were you getting blown out or were these like No, dude. One? It was like a couple points. That's even worse. Yeah, it was wor- That's it, even I, worse. And I like believed in my team, dude. <laughs> I was like, we got the best players here. Like I honestly thought we were like, I was always blaming the coach. Like, And then, uh, you know, I joined basketball. Dude, lost every game. Soccer, lost every single game. Dude, like I went on a losing streak for like three years straight, man. Like it was... It sucked, man. I think we won maybe one game, but it was like a scrimmage. So I was like, come on. I was like, come on. So for me, dude, like I was, I didn't want to identify myself as a, like a loser, yeah, you know? So absolutely. what I ended up doing was I put all the pressure on myself. Mm. You know, I was like, this team stuff is cool, but I'm not down to lose again. Like I'm down to like put the, put the pressure on myself. Like my coach wasn't starting me. And I think honestly, like, I think a lot of kids can relate being in sports and not like having the spotlight is sometimes very, very discouraging. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Just because a coach doesn't believe in you literally doesn't mean 
anything in the real world. You know, like that's one person's opinion on yourself. So I chose to put the opinion on me and I started doing martial arts mm. and competing in martial arts. And the first competition, I won a state championship. And that wasn't because I was experienced or because I was, you know, like very technical or strong. It was because I was not willing to lose on myself. And I talk about how, how important it is to set intentions for your life, for your mission, for your goals. Like it's easy to blame people and, and put the pressure and the spotlight on a team or a coach or circumstances or your parents, you know, but like you got to remember that you came in this world by yourself guided, equipped, and everything's available for you. So let's let's pinpoint what you want to accomplish. Let's just write it out without limitations, like without thinking that it's not possible. And that's just what I talk about, just like really believing that anything you set your mind to, yes, it can happen. Not, oh, if this lines up, if if they start me, if, you know, if, if I get approval, it's like, no. Like everything you do is possible. So let's ask that question. What do you want to do? You know, and I think that's so important, man. Like, I, I, I truly believe that when you come from that space of not having any limitations, any doubts, and you remove the fears, you start to become this, like, creative badass that you were always, you know? And I think that's, I mean, I, I, I think that's how you create things. Like, this podcast, like, this was all an idea, right. I, I'm sure, like, at one right, point, right, you know? And right. you manifested it into life, and I think... Like, if you can learn that and master that by setting intentions without limitations, like, boom. Yeah, I want to be a creative badass. Yes, Like, dude. who doesn't want to be yes, a creative man. badass? And I love how you said, write out your goals without limitations. I wish I had a social media person here, too, because I'd be tweeting out all these little <laughs> quotes you're, you're shooting out. Uh, you guys get to hear it live. I hope you guys at home are taking notes. We're on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. Um so, uh, Aldrich, oh, Aldrich, your, your, your brother, uh, I think your brother just chimed. Oh, is that you? Wait. Yeah, that's Aldrich. That's yeah, my that's bro. your brother, right? He, yeah. <laughs> he, he asks, what keeps you, what helps you stay motivated? Definitely Aldrich. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what keeps me, st- honestly, dude, every single day is a new day. Mm. That's something that, you know, I, um, right now I'm working on filming a, a TV show where we document the transformation of kids that are dealing with obesity and dealing with depression. Wow. And we showcase that whole transformation, what goes into it. And every time I'm working with someone, I always tell them that every single day is a new day. So even if yesterday sucked and, you know, the day before that was, devastating today is a new day so you have to do your part and and make it a good day you know set the intention from the get-go so that you can like really be motivated you know what i mean like i can't tell you that i'm always motivated or that it's one thing that motivates me it's every single day i show up for me you know and yes challenges happen yes obstacles happen but I know that in myself who I am. So no matter what comes at me, I'm grounded. And I think like being motivated is all about being yourself, dude. Like at the end of the day, like when you are truly aligned with who you are, nothing can stop you. Like you glow up, you light up the room. You are motivation. Like it's not about like how to be motivation. Like you are motivation, man. Like people get inspired just by looking at you, just by talking to you. And I think that's how we like, I think that's how we make a difference, man. Like, just by being like authentic to ourselves. 
And, and w- what's beautiful about what you said is that a lot of times when we think about people who are motivated, we always think about the people who are rah rah and loud and 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 you know uh, have uh, you know this alpha body language or big body language, and, and sometimes um, it's the, it's the quiet person absolutely that that just they're you know it's like they have this intensity or this calmness, like you know like the yes. Dalai Lama, you know like he ain't he ain't out there like yeah guys you can do it. But, but <laughs> when you talk to him, when you meet him in his energy, you, you feel the intensity, you feel the passion, you feel the aliveness and being around him. So it, that the, so being motivated can look so many different ways. Absolutely. Right? And, 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 and being happy can, can look so many ways. It's not about walking around showing all your, uh, all your molars off to the world, right? You know, because, uh, you know, there's always that thing of, like, growing up, you always hear a woman will walk by and you hear a guy be like, why don't you smile, baby? And it's like, listen, she doesn't have to smile right. to be having a good day, to be happy, to be, to be lit up, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I think we've all seen glimpses of our best self. You know, like there's certain things, and that's what I try to like tell people. Like think about a moment in your life where you felt unstoppable, where you felt like you were being you. And remember that moment because that's who you are. That's who you are always, you know, and it's constantly bringing, bringing yourself back to yourself, like getting inspired by your own potential. Like when I get on stage and talk and when I'm working with kids, I know, I know my highest potential. I know who I am because I've seen myself get in these amazing states and I'm constantly referring myself back to that. So everyone's different. Everyone's had their their peaks in their life where they felt like they were being them, where they felt like they were being love, being gratitude, you know, being an inspiration. And you have to constantly bring it back to yourself, like not compare your joy, not compare your success to anyone else's because you came here for a purpose. Like you came here with a mission, like you came here with a destiny, you know what I mean? And that's not comparable to anyone else's. You know, when you realize that you start thinking like, okay, like I know who I am and I don't need to prove nothing to no one, you know? Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, like, <laughs> like, like fly a jet. I'm ready to go save the world right now. You, got, you don't even understand, man. man. You better be glad there's a seatbelt on this chair. I, I feel like I, I need to put a helmet on when I talk to this dude because I might go do something. I, I could run through a wall right now. Let me tell you something right now. But what's dope about what you said are, are two things I want to tap into. One is you said be motivated by your own potential, right? Reach back, remember those times where you overcame something and let that, because a lot of us, we're, we're, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on social media, we're in the news, and you know, it's like I follow The Rock and, uh, and, and you know, all these, uh, you know, whether it's Tony Robbins, um, all these different people, and we're, we're always looking externally right. for motivation, and you gotta, you gotta go inside. That's why journaling, is so good Absolutely. because then you have a written account of your successes and of your wins and of your W's and not just that, but you also talked about remembering the times when you felt loved, right? Because right now people are going through a breakup, divorce. It's the holidays right now, yeah. man. A lot of emotions are, are very high and uh, some people are feeling disconnected or uh, isolated or lonely, and to remember those times when you felt loved so that you know that it's possible, right? 
remember those times you felt hope so that you remember that it's possible, right? And, and to, sometimes Leo Flowers has to hug himself. You know what I'm right. saying? We're always looking for a hug. Sometimes I just be like, get over here, Leo Flowers. Just, <laughs> just hey, br- br- I, I, nope, don't fight it. Just bring it in. You know? Sometimes you got to hug yourself, man. Yes, man. You know, and that feels, I, t- I swear to God, it feels just as good. As, as your girl or your wife or your your brother or your husband any somebody else hugging you sometimes you gotta you gotta hug yourself um let's get back into this millennial momentum man i i want to read this oh be all right here we go now we're talking leo language right <laughs> chapter eight becoming a superhero listen talk to me How do i we do think that? i think Deep down, we all have always wanted to be a superhero. You know, that's the first thing, man. Batman. Like, what superhero? Okay, Batman. Yeah, yes, sir. Respect, man. Because he got daddy issues. You know, realize <laughs> that all, all the superheroes have daddy issues: Superman, <laughs> Batman, Spider Man. They all, yeah. You know, I honestly dig Aquaman, man. Word, but not like. Come on, why? Because no, of no, the no, movie? no, no, not because of the movie, but because like I just think there's so many opportunities for him to be like a badass and sea and land like that's epic dude and plus i just feel like if i do happen to get into acting mm-hmm. i feel like there's an opportunity to do a remake you know what i mean with the whole aquaman like superman was good batman was good but they you know they, there was only one aquaman i feel like there should be another one you know you know uh, how, you so that, i'm kind of like, aquaman yeah, yeah aquaman, that's what i'm yeah. thinking so i'm shooting that out if any producers see you know a young Aquaman in the making. Hey, we podcasting with the next Aquaman. <laughs> Listen. Let's there, go, there, man. I mean, how many Supermans have there been? 20? Too many. Aquaman. Or can you swim? I assume you can swim. Yeah, lifeguard, actually. Lifeguard? Yeah, I was a lifeguard at one point. Have you saved a life? A couple lives? Uh, no. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Oh, right on. Almost. I haven't had the opportunity to. Right on. That's I mean, good. There was, That's good. There was one point where I actually, you know... I, my team thought I saved a life, but um, I, I was just like carrying a kid out of the sand. You know, like I wouldn't consider that a save. You know? Hey, man, I've heard people drown in sand before, man. Maybe, it's real man. out there in the streets. Maybe, man, but becoming a superhero for me means being the solution, like being the answer, becoming what you want to see in the world. And I think what's beautiful about this podcast is, yes, there's these staggering statistics, but, you know, we're out here, like, you're out here promoting that there is, like, solutions, that there are opportunities. Like, you are a superhero. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And for me, um, my calling, I, I, I start to visualize myself as a superhero because I see these kids that are, you know, very sick, you know, being with dealing with obesity. And, and I'm there, and I, I, I'm able to be an impact just by being myself and just by giving my gifts. And you are, like making such a difference in someone's life when you're doing you and when you're following your journey and your destiny. And that is like way cooler. Like that is the equivalent of a superhero. You know what I mean? Like follow your own path. Straight up. Like just because we don't have like a costume on doesn't mean that we're not all superheroes. Like there's so many things that we can't like see with our only our five senses, you know, like when you are being the solution for a problem, you are you're changing the world, dude. And that's what I'm trying to share with people. Like, whatever you feel called for, whatever moves your heart, whatever is 
something that you feel like the world needs to change, you know, like there needs to be this, there needs to be that. Like maybe you are the solution to that. Like maybe you are meant to be a rising star to all these people that are waiting for the answers. So that's that chapter is about reminding teens, young adults that you are the answer. Like you are the superhero. It's like scratching your own itch, right? Absolutely, Because whatever, whatever bothers you means that you also then have the solution for it. That's how nature works, yin-yang. It, doesn't, it, it can't create a problem without also creating a solution. And, and the thing that I love about what you said also is like, you know, um, you know, you are a rising star. And sometimes, you know, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on people to be like number one or to be the star. And sometimes being a star means being a great number two. I look at, I don't know if you follow basketball, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard has baffled me for eons because the dude is big, he's fast, he's strong, he can shoot. Like, why is he me not Shaq 10 times over, right? Okay. And now that he's, I figure who he's playing for. I think, I'm going to say he's playing for the Lakers or the Clippers. Um now that he's like the number two guy, he's coming off the bench, he is that guy now. He's so much better off the bench when the spotlight's not on him, when the pressure's not on him, and that's where he shines. He shines coming off that bench, and some of us are like that. Not, every, not everybody's supposed to be the book author. Some people are supposed to be the book editor. That's where you shine, right, or the book publisher. You know, you're in front of the camera, your girl's behind the camera, you know, you, you can shine right from where you can be. If you're a cat, sometimes, like, you ever go to, like, a grocery store and the cashier, you know, they're making, like, less than minimum wage, if even that. But they got this light about them where you can tell they are much more than that position. And that's, that's internal work right there. That's Absolutely, not external. Man. And that's what you're talking about. Yes. Right? Because they all got different superpowers. They ain't all got the same powers, but they're all still superheroes. Yes, dude. It's, you know, sometimes it's, I I love how you went into that because that's, that's the truth. Like, it doesn't have to be a huge accomplishment. It doesn't have to be a trophy award winning deal. It, it just has to be you being happy, like you being yourself. Like, I've met people that have changed my life. By doing the simplest things, like you really don't know how much of a difference it makes when someone tells you, like, I appreciate you, like, I believe in you. Like, I have memories as a kid, you know, like as a teen, where there is adults that just believed in me. Like, they didn't even like intentionally like try, like, it didn't seem like they were intentionally trying to make a difference in my life, but just them being them and, and their energy of love and, and belief and just talking to young Kendrick and just being like, dude, you're gonna kill it. Like, you're gonna make it. You know, like, I had, like, honestly, like, I thank them, you know, like, I really feel like that made such a big difference. And I think people that are listening to this can, like, really take that to heart that you can really make a difference in someone's life right now. Right. You know, like, it doesn't have to be so complicated. You know, it's, it, you, you already know there's someone that you can inspire just by being yourself. You know, I used to be that, that person on Instagram just going through liking stuff. And I realized uh, the power of leaving comments. Now I leave, I go, I really appreciate 
Like, as soon as I watch a lot of workout videos, exercise videos, and when I learn something, I go, I really appreciate you taking the time to share this information with us because the person did take time and they could have kept that information to themselves, you know, and to share that so that I can learn something so then I can then take that to my clients. That's valuable. And so I got I to leave some love drops on the feed besides just the old like, you know, words of appreciation or just calling people and pick your phone, pick your phone up, <laughs> pick up your phone, call somebody, call an old relative, call your grandma. Yes, sir, tell, man. Tell, tell them you appreciate, yo, just, and that's all you got to say. Just call, say, I appreciate you. Uh, I got to go. Get back on Instagram. And then hang up the phone. <laughs> but, man, those, just those little, I remember I was in Vegas. And uh, and I, I was I was in a little sandstorm. That's what I call my emotional disturbances, sandstorms. And, uh, and then my buddy hit me up like, yo, you want to grab lunch? And just that little text of, yo, you want to grab lunch? Man, that just that just pulled me out of it, you know? And he don't even know. And I told him, I said, man, you don't know. You just saved my life right now, you know, just wanting to grab lunch. And uh, so it's these little things where you're just checking up on people or, or just reaching out. Uh, they make a difference. So, you know, you ain't, you ain't got to lift a car off of a, off a baby or, or rescue somebody out of a burning building to be a superhero. Just say hi to somebody. Just go up and, and put your arms around someone, you know? Yes, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Kendrick, let's, let's keep going through this, man, because you got 11 chapters in here. All right. All man. right. This last one. I love this one. I'm the creator. Talk to me about that. Absolutely, man. I believe that we are all creators. And the only reason why you don't feel inspired or don't have an answer to how something can get done is because you're blocking your own creativity. Mm. So for me, in that chapter, I talk about how to remove anything that's blocking you. Creativity is not is not something that you have to go out and like bust your head open. It's something that's channeled through you. That's something that I think is a teaching that most people don't know, that when you are still, when your mind is clear and you ask the right questions, the answers will come to you. They will be channeled through you. It's not something that you have to make. It's not something that you have to bust your head open or, or you know, figure out. It's something that you just have to be available to. You know, it's like you don't have to make it. You know, like you just have to be available for it to come into your life. So there's so many people that I've met before and so many kids that I've trained that just don't have a an answer for their ideas for their like for for what they want to do or who they want to be and it's because they're 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 trying to figure it out on their own but when you get out of your own self and open the doors for unlimited possibilities from the entire universe to flow through you like you really think it's going to be like that complicated like there is an answer it's already there you just have to be like available for it to to come to you and i know that's kind of very difficult to understand if you're not used to this type of conversations but in stupid terms stop getting in your own way of of trying to figure things out you know like it's like instagram it's like it's like social media you have these filters that you could switch to you know we go black and white we could get those little emojis out the dog you know the dog one yeah um and i think when you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling pissed off, you're on that pissed off, frustrated filter. But when you can remove it to 
clarity, bam, everything's there. You see things that you couldn't see, mm. you know? So I just dive into it, man, about how to be creative and how to create things that people have never seen before. Man, you, you always hear people talk about uh, getting out of your own way and, and people like, oh, whatever. And it's so powerful because there's this book that I just read called All About Love. Uh, written by uh, Dr. Uh, Bell Hooks. And she talked about how people, like, we don't really know the formula for success or love, but we know the things that hurt our chances at love. We know the things, we definitely know what hurt your chances of success. And when you remove those barriers, right, you talk about removing the obstacles and, and the barriers to that stuff, then being available, like you said, to see what comes through. A lot of times we're so busy <clears throat> trying to get after something, but if you just remove the things that are that you know are in the way, whether it's maybe you got to break up with someone, maybe you got to move, maybe you have to, maybe you got to put down the alcohol, put down the drugs. You know, you know that's that's not that's not the recipe for anything. Drugs, drugs have never in the history of of anything been a solution. Uh, for something, right? So removing those obstacles, right? And then just seeing what shows up, what takes that space, right? So you don't have to know where you're going, but remove the things that are blocking your view. Change the filter. Yes. Right? That's it, man. Well said. Kendrick, is there anything we haven't talked about? Is there anything you want to share with the people? Because they're listening. We got people on Facebook Live. We got Instagram Live. We got the what? What? What is it? Is there something else? Yeah, man. I mean, Talk to me. this is so deep. This this podcast is like I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. For for being available and holding the space for people that are looking for answers, and I think. In the time and age that we're in right now, there's so many answers being needed. People are looking for for solutions. They're looking for someone to help them. And with what I want to share is, you know, when my cousin took his life, the only desire I had for him when he was going through it was for him to be happy. I didn't have any other desires. I didn't want him to be an, uh, like in the best shape of his life or write a book. Or My only desire was for him to be happy. And I, that's what I was constantly visualizing and constantly thinking about. Like I just, I really just want him to be, you know, like I really just want him to be himself. And that's what I was visualizing, man. That's what I really wanted. And, you know, when he passed away, I realized that that is what I want for myself. Like I want, that's really what I want for myself. And if you think about someone that you love and you think about someone that you really care about, like, what do you really want from them? Like you, you really want them to be happy, you know, cause when people go through stuff, like, cause everyone does and people are in challenging times or someone's sick or someone's in a hospital, your friend just got in a car accident. You're not thinking about their accomplishments. You're not thinking about their endeavors. You're thinking about who they are. And I think, Sometimes the story, uh, you know, the lies that we tell ourselves about who we need to be, what we need to accomplish in order to become something, 
those lies become how we live, you know, and they're only going to get removed when we rewrite them. When we rewrite the story about the truth is you just want to be happy. Like that's all you really want. Like that is the priority of, of really finding that for yourself. And when you make that your significance, when you make that what success is for you, you stop identifying yourself with, oh, I didn't need to get accepted to this school. Oh, my parents think I'm this. Oh, I failed in a, uh, in a test. Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me because I was like, no, dude, like you got to really connect with your own heart. You really have to find out like how valuable it is to love yourself. And, and just, I think just becoming aware of that need that you're looking for yourself will eliminate the search. You know, like one thing that was crazy for me when my cousin passed away is he had a book on how to find happiness. Mm. And I think so many people, you know, that are looking for answers are searching and and they're searching and they're trying to find, you know, the solutions and they're constantly being labeled as this, as that, you know, like fuck the labels, man. I truly don't believe anyone is is a a a bad person, a, a, an inhale. Everyone is like a beautiful, fully equipped, amazing, talented, gifted soul. We are all meant to be in the gifted and talented class at school. But somewhere along the line, there was these lies and these labels of you're you're this, you're that, and you believe them. Maybe you got distracted for a second, but. The truth is that none of that is true, you know, and, and, you know, like my, my biggest lesson and why I promote fitness and nutrition is because it brings you back to who you are. It brings you back to the truth of how you actually want to hold yourself. You know, we have over 8 million thoughts a day. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the story about how you're not good enough, how you, you know, nobody loves me, of how I'm supposed to be a mentally ill person because someone told me I was. It's about rewriting that story, man. I think that is how we make a difference with with these, you know, crazy statistics that are happening right now. I don't believe that anyone is a bad person or anyone is unable to be a gift and a service to this world. We are all beautiful people. And I think if you're listening to this and you're not necessarily struggling, you cannot see people as people that are disabled or, or dis, like everything that someone has, whether it's, you know, schizophrenia, Asperger's, um, any type of illness that's labeled on someone, those are all gifts that are, that are transcribed into a negative label that someone believed about themselves. Nobody came into this world without being supported. Nobody is here right now without a gift and a calling. Everyone is perfect. Everyone is whole. We can't continue to see people as, as these as the, this person that's different from who we are. The truth is that we could all be in that space if we get in the wrong mindset. We've all been in those times where, where, where our minds have just been in a crazy loop of, of thoughts that are just not who we are. The difference is that we choose not to believe them, but sometimes it's very easy to believe those stories about who you think you are. And 
I truly believe, and, and, and that's what I, that's really what I want to share is that, that you, you might've gotten distracted and you might've thought that that is who you are as someone that is sad, someone that is shy, someone that is suicidal, but that's actually not the truth. Like, you know, the truth of who you are. And when you cut all the BS and you cut all the other people's opinions about you and you really ask yourself like and you really talk to yourself you will find that you are beautiful and it's not determined on anyone else's perceptions on you it's determined about who you are and who you were supposed to be man that was so beautiful and that whole thing about we all belong in a gifted class that that's it's so wonderful you know that the society and schools are trying to break us up into these bits and pieces and you know i mean and you're a testament to that winning you know it's like you know you were on three losing teams and then for you to go get a championship in and martial arts right what kind of martial arts is it um mixed martial arts okay. so uh right like on. Like uh, amateur cage fighting, yeah, fantastic, Muay Thai, all that stuff. Yeah, I see, I see, the, I see the bruises on your knuckles <laughs> right there, and um, so it, it's it's all about finding the lane in, in which you shine, and 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 I'm glad you found your lane, and and I'm glad you you took time, uh, and 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 had courage and and to to share this uh, and write this book, Millennial Momentum. Uh, it's, it's just 11, it's 11 chapters of awesomeness and, uh, there's a gratitude journal at the back. I love that. Oh man. Um, I always feel like, and I almost don't even want to ask this question right now because you said so much, but I asked this question of everybody on, I always feel like there's one person listening in who's at the precipice of, uh, completing suicide. Before you kill yourself, what would you say to that person? Uh, before you kill yourself, I would say to have an amazing day first. Give yourself the chance to have a epic day. Like experience love, experience bliss, experience joy, experience ecstasy. And remember that that's not an option for you. Remember how valuable life is. When you do when you do commit suicide, you're not ending the pain, you're passing it on to someone else. And looking back at everything that happened, I realized that when you have an amazing day, when you just have one good day, you can remember who you are. And that's the only thing that I would say is like before you kill yourself, like, remember who you are. Like, you know, deep down within yourself that you want to live. Give yourself the chance to feel good again. Give yourself a chance to feel good again. Wow. Right there. Kendrick Chavez. Thank you so much, brother, for being on the podcast. Remember, listeners, uh, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help, for you reaching out, for you calling 1-800-SUICIDE, for you calling a friend, call a neighbor, call customer service. They ain't doing nothing. Uh, they might put you on hold a little bit. But call an enemy, but reach out, yell from your rooftop, you know, beat your chest a little bit. 
Uh, get Stand up on your furniture, you know? Be seen. Be heard. Your story deserves to be shared. It deserves to be heard. People want to listen. Trap somebody in an elevator. You got <laughs> 10 floors. T- tell them how you're feeling. Tell them how you're really feeling. When the cashier asks you how you're feeling, tell her what's really going on. And then, and then see. And then, and then allow your chance. Allow yourself the chance to feel the love. Allow yourself the chance to feel hope again. Allow yourself the chance to feel connected. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for rating it five stars on iTunes. Thank you for the comments. Thank you, more, most importantly, for sharing it and for being here. We will talk to you soon. Yes,